Okay, this is the Average Fellas Podcast. I hope you got your coffee ready. Let's talk some business. I had a vision of success and where I wanted to be. And I had never, I had never owned my own business. I had never worked for myself. And when I was ready, I told him, you know, I'm sorry I had to leave your company, but I need to start my own, my own dream. Because it's a business. We're a business too. Right. Like, invest in yourself. You know, don't, don't just... I mean, they replaced the refrigerator with, like, one of those fancy coffee makers. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Average Fellows Podcast. I'm your host, Odie Zach, coming to you live all the way from Riverside, California, on another beautiful Monday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's right. It's another beautiful Monday morning. It may not look like it or feel like it, <laughs> but folks, it's a Monday morning. <laughs> hey, once again, thank you for checking out the website, www.averagefellows.com. You can uh, check out the coffee subscription there. We got the four ounce bag and we also got the 12 ounce bag. So um, go check it out, www.averagefellows.com. Um, and if you need maybe a graphic, a simple graphic, a simple uh, an ad, product ad, let me know. Uh, I've been doing some freelance work and uh, you can see some of the stuff that we've done on the website as well. That's www.averagefellows.com. Calm. Okay. Uh, once again, guys, thank you for listening to the show. Uh, I really appreciate you guys liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing. It really helps us rank up in the directories. Um, yeah. Once again, thank you so much. Hey, I got that all done in less than a minute. Man, I'm getting really good at that. I just really quick, fast, get it done, get it over with. The shout outs, the plugs, and we're in the episode. Speaking of being in the episode, today's episode is called the Pantheon of Guitars and Gear and Guitar Stuff, I guess. I don't know, something of that nature. Uh, today's episode is a very special episode. Um, it was all inspired because of a, fr- a friend of mine, uh, a very special uh, friend of ours to the show as well, a reoccurring character on the Star Bros um, podcast. Pedro, not Pascal, happens to be with us today. How are you, uh, Pedro, not Pascal? I'm doing good. Uh, how's everybody? Doing great, man. Doing great, man. I'm glad to have you on on the Monday episode, dude. Uh, right. <laughs> it's thank just you, good to have you. you. Talking about something different, not Star Wars today, but hey. Yeah. The other, um, uh, uh, what is it? The other hobby of ours, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, another familiar voice on today's call. Another uh, uh, another guest who has been with us on the Thursday episode of Star Bros, the one and only Charles, aka Rowdy Roy Pine. Is that right? <laughs> no, Ronchi <laughs> Roy, Roy Prime. Rowdy, Rowdy, whoa. Okay, can we stop? Can we just? Okay, we got. I can't do this. He doesn't know my gamer tag. Can't believe it. Ronchi Roy Rowdy Prime. Piper. <laughs> Ronchi, I met Roddy Pipe. This great guy. Rest in peace. Um, yeah, Ronchi Roy Prime. Hi, hi, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having us again. Exactly, man. It's always a good time to have you both on um, on the podcast. Um, hey, so today's a cool episode, man. Today we're talking about guitars because you know Pedro not Pascal happened to get a sick guitar and rub it in all of our faces, all over Facebook. <laughs> I know, dirty. <laughs> it's so dirty. Uh. Thank you. Oh, I fell in love with it. Uh, yeah, um, I was saving up to buy a, a guitar. You know, um, it was going to be over a grand. I was going to save up for it because why not, you know? And I saw this beautiful little guitar here uh, announced on Instagram. It's a Sterling by Music Man 
axes, um, axes, excuse me. And it is maple flame, which I don't know if you can see the maple oh, flame there. Wow. It doesn't have a locking Floyd Rose on it, but it's it's got a nice tramp. I wanted to buy another Music Man. Actually, I wanted to buy a Music Man axis. But as of right now, because of the pandemic and other stuff, they didn't have any available. And eBay's, you know, milk it because uh, this particular guitar was designed by Eddie Van Halen way back in the 90s. And yeah, so I found this one because um, it was announced on NAMM that they were going to make this model, this one, and a blue one with the same maple flame on it. And I caved in. I'm like, all right, I'm buying it. And luckily, I had the money for it <laughs> saved up halfway through. So I, and, I, and I bought it. And it's beautiful. I love it. Awesome. I really recommend it. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. I'm still waiting I'm to hear. you guys. I'm still waiting to hear the demos of that, man. You keep showing it off. I know. Yeah. I know, been, dude. I was a little busy, but um, soon. <laughs> hopefully this weekend. Hopefully tomorrow. I'll, I'll post something Van Halen, Van Halen-ish, because, you know, it's a Van Halen guitar. But Do the just to let you guys know, I, I am the. <laughs> All right. Um. Just to let you guys know, I am like the William Hung of Shredders, so I'm not good at all. So. Whatever, dude. <laughs> so. Whatever. <laughs> all right, so can you guys hear it? Yeah, I can hear it. Oh, nice. Do I still want to play it? All right. That's yeah. all. Yeah. So far, <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and have that man. beautiful little pick right here that got made. There you go. Yes. I have there you go. a bag full. Literally, the smallest amount of picks I had to buy from this is from Intune Guitar Picks. Shout out to them. Um, was 100 picks in a bag. That was the smallest wow. amount. So, if you guys want one, nice. I could send you guys one in the mail. You know? Yeah, dude, I'll definitely take one off yeah. you. It's a jazz pick. It's thick. It's, I think, 1.14 millimeters. It's really. Thick, like a little stone, you know, like a little pebble, and it's it's pretty strong. Wow, I've never used one of those. Hey, yeah. so here we are talking about guitars. Um, let's get into it, man. I want to get into this deep dive about guitars on the podcast. I'm a guitar player. I've grown up loving guitars. For me, I watched Back to the Future and La Bamba religiously growing up, and those two things alone inspired me, sent me down a path. I want to be cool like Marty McFly, but I'm brown like Richie Valens. So it set me down the path of being cool forever. You know? um, <laughs> so I want to get into it with you guys. I want to get into the deep dive with guitars. I also have another guitar uh, gear episode coming up with Pat Gomes and Nick Stockdale, two friends of mine. Uh, one's a studio producer, another friend of mine who plays guitar, who oh, was in a, a project I did when I was a kid growing up. So a reoccurring theme that's popping up and I wanted to start doing two musicians. You got a new guitar. It inspired me to kick it off. Here we are doing the deep dive. Let's go ahead and get into this. Pedro, give me the breakdown of your guitar experience. Give me, give me the names of, of your two favorite guitars. I know it's probably impossible to say, but give me, give me two names of your guitars and give me your <laughs> guitar experience. And then we'll go, we'll hand that over to you, Chuck, right after. My guitar experience started out even before I wanted to play guitar. I, my dad had an acoustic, um, I grew up with, you know, being Mexican, you know, or Mexican American, you know, <laughs> so I had both sides of, you know, of music, you know, 
I got the, the I, I call it the Mexican side because a lot of the music I listen to is like Mexican, like Mexican rock, you know, even like mariachi because my dad would listen to that, you know. So it was a, a big, I have a big, uh, a musical side, you know. So I had that side, and then I had obviously the, the American side, you know. Here, listen to a lot of bands from the from the U.S. from the U.K. rock, straight up rock, you know. Um, and even just being in school band, learning how to play trumpet, saxophone inspired me to play guitar as well. And my first experience to play guitar, I guess, was watching this local band back in junior high. They played like Mexican rock at the, at the school. They had like a it was, it was gnarly. It was they had like this little cool like a little fair festival at the school. They had this Mexican uh, cover band, rock band, play, and they played a lot of like ska, Mexican ska, a lot of rock. It was nice. so cool. I want like I want to play like them, you know. And um, and so that got me to it. Then also, my dad had a tape of the Beatles. I, that was one inspiration, you could say. But my two favorite guitars that really blew my mind, obviously because of this guitar that I have right here, Eddie Van Halen and then Jimmy Page. Um, seeing both of them, I was like, whoa. You know, because um, like I said, you know, growing up, you know, being Mexican, um, for us guitar, for us Mex- Mexicans, are, you could say our hero by generation would be uh, Carlos Santana. Yeah. And my dad would listen to him a lot. <laughs> and I remember one time at a at a party, at a family birthday party, my one of my uncles told my dad, he's like, hey, Manuel, he said, you want to listen to a band that's way better than Santana? And my dad was pretty much obsessed with Santana at the time. He's like, nah, there's no band better than Santana. He's like, all right, hold on. He pretty much said, hold, you know, hold my beard while I put the DVD on. He showed us Led Zeppelin. Um, it was uh, how the West was won, the DVD set. Oh, my God. It was, I'm like, wait, why are the Beatles, what? I mean, I mean, as a kid, I'm like, why are the Beatles technically bigger? If these guys are like rock and roll, straight up in your face, you know, Jimmy yeah. Page's double neck guitar, you know, all, all those songs really hit me. And that year, um, I was given a CD of Van Halen's uh, 84, 1984. That also blew my mind. And that, what blew my mind too is that that year I bought the first Van Halen record and oh my God, amazing. Eruption, I'm telling you, that that song really Eruption, it, yeah. made my, you know, to kick my own butt and just, play better you know, to have fun which was amazing yeah so yeah so going back to the question yeah um Eddie Van Halen and Jimmy Peach for sure my two top guitarists that's so funny that you went there because that <laughs> I, I thought I said name two of your guitars but you named two of your favorite guitar players <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay <laughs> that's all good it's a better question man oh, right. that's a better question I do have two guitars here by the way okay <laughs> My bad. All right. Yeah. <laughs> two guitars. I do have another one. <laughs> if you guys want to know what it is. Um, oh my god. So yeah, my Sterling by Music Man axis. And I have this that was given to me. It's a Hamer Californian with twenty seven frets and a Floyd Rose. Twenty seven frets? That's a thing. High it's a high G. A little high Holy G. Like crap. let me see if I can wow. play it. You can barely hear it. <laughs> But it's so flat. I mean, I mean, I love flat um, action, like really low action. Wow. And yeah, this thing has mother pearl, and you're not gonna guess how much. Well, actually, oh, I got it. This uncle of mine, he went to a pawn shop and he saw it hanging, covered in duct tape. And the guy was like, "Yeah, um, I want ten bucks for it." My uncle was like, "Sure." So he bought it. I think I think he said he bought it for seven bucks. I'm not sure if it was seven or ten bucks. Wow. For this guy right here, and. This guitar I've seen on eBay go for like 800 bucks. And this is made in Korea. And I'm not sure what year. I think it's either 89 or 98. Ooh. It was one of those two years. Because um, I, I, I'm 
probably correct with the 98 because I think that's when Hamer started tapping in with um, overseas to make guitars. Um, and yeah, so my pack of Ernie Ball strings were a lot more expensive than my guitar. <laughs> and <laughs> my pack of picks I bought are, was cost way more than this, but it's a, it's amazing. I also uh, got a DiMarzio, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Air Norton on the neck, which is buttery, amazing. And it came with a stock uh, Duncan Design pickup humbucker. Wow. And it's a beautiful guitar. It's my top two fave at the moment. Nice. All right, Charles, give me the breakdown, man. Yeah. Give me the breakdown of your experience. Give me your favorite two, or give me give me two guitar players, and then give me two of name two of your guitars. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Pedro's excitement is just—I've never seen anybody just so like, yeah. The oh, things. Yeah. And uh, so it's pretty cool. It's exciting. Um. So, uh, what got me into guitar, my, uh, experience, um, so, uh, my brother played drums in the, in the church and in the, in the church youth group. And I wanted to play drums. I am not, I can't do two things at one time. I'm just can't, my feet and legs don't work that way. So, uh, sometime down the line, I ended up picking up guitar and that was just my experience with music was just being in church. Because uh, I was raised you know, at the time very conservative, so you know, we just listened to like gospel music or MC Hammer or Vanilla Ice or something. <laughs> yeah, and uh, um, yeah, yeah, that was, hey, it's a good mix. It was dark days. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, stop <laughs> elaborate and listen. Um, and uh, but so as 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 going on and that being like my pursuit at the time time of my life growing up as a teenager. Uh, I heard this hot, fresh artist because I was so depraved of of just secular music. Uh, this new <laughs> artist that no one's ever heard of, Carlos Santana, and yeah. uh, <laughs> with smooth, and that just blew my mind away. I was like, this guy's tone is sweet. So yeah, so Carlos Santana is like my first introduction into uh, guitar music, shreddish, chill, jam, bluesy kind of stuff. Um, as I grow older and, you know, start picking up guitar through, through high school, um, Jimi Hendrix, you know, I, I love Hendrix and, uh, I just, I purple haze. Um, oh, man, my mind goes blank. My mind goes blank when I got name <laughs> stuff anyway. Um, yeah. So, so, um, but yeah, so Santana, Jimi Hendrix, um, yeah, and just, you know, growing up in church, and that was like my whole life experience was just, you know, wanting to uh, be on the worship team and wanting to, like, worship in my own home without having to be at church. And, and you know, since I don't do that anymore, I'm just like, I just play just for the pure fun of it and enjoy and, and enjoyment yeah. and, you know, try to do something with it. Um, and uh, uh, my guitar, my, my babies, um would have to be well. One is Henry, which is a Gibson Gothic SG O uh, three. Nice. Um, and I bought that. That was like my first real guitar I ever bought. I, I was so I excited. remember when you bought that guitar, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was so excited, man, because I worked my butt off for that, and and it just it just. I remember going to Guitar Showcase on Bascom Avenue in San Jose, and said, "Let me get this one," and they threw it in a case. I was just like, "It comes in a case! Oh my god!" It's so <laughs> Did you have a Wayne's World uh, moment? 
Like a shit yeah. mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how I was with me too with my first guitar. I'm like, she will be mine. And it was a crappy little squire strat. So yeah. Oh yeah. But hey, it was it was beautiful. Awesome. Them, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that was like that. My like, so so I it's it's a Dr. Gibson SG by Colm Henry or her, it's a her. She's you know in a weird position of life right now, but it's acceptable, it's okay. Um, and uh, my other guitar is a carbon slash Kiesel uh, nice. custom CT6, yeah, custom CT6. Um, uh, and I bought it the year before they changed her name to Kiesel. So I was like, wow. dang it, I don't have the hottest thing anymore. But it's cool because my name's on the headstock. It's this nice deep moss green. Uh, I call it uh, Krypta as, you know, from, from uh, Superman's uh, Krypton and, you know, kind of play off that. So that um, is my one of my pride and joys because once more, it's one of those things you just work your butt off for and you finally save the money. You put it down. It comes to your house. You know, you open it up, comes in a nice case, and it's just shiny and green and gold love the wow. damn thing warning. my oh, yeah. favorite guitar that's what's up man that's awesome i knew this was going to be a good episode i knew that you guys are both passionate about guitars i could tell in your guys' answers so this is going to be a good episode man i'm excited and i think that guitar players too like i don't know about you guys but the community and like guitar players are just i don't know we're they're just cool man they're just cool you get those like you yeah, get yeah. those crazy young guys that are just like oh yeah it's all about shredding and then you get those really old cats <laughs> who are just like man just throw on some bb king or something and just yeah. play in the circle yeah. play in the circle it's you like, gotta go anywhere yeah, else man all the beginners are like oh well there's like star shaped one with like 20 200,000 frets on it oh you know like it's like so cliche you know I, I used to be like that you know where i wanted pretty much like the guitar that i have here like this hammer which is like totally like fully rose equipped and, you know, ironically, now I, this new guitar that I have doesn't have a Floyd Rose. And I just love this, you know, the simple, it's, you, you become softer towards, you know, the end of your, you know, your 20s, you can say. I, I get it, <laughs> but, man, yeah. because when I play guitar, when I was younger, I wanted to play like two, well, I wanted to play, first for me, it was like, I wanted to play Blink-182. I wanted to play a catchy, like, pop, <laughs> bubblegum rock. And just have girls it's worship era, me yeah. when I was playing bubblegum rock, you know, just like, yeah, I wear <laughs> yeah. Converse and wear trucker hats, you know, like that was like, it was, the, it was, that was what I wanted to be. I just wanted to be famous and just yeah, have people. That like, was you know, your face. It was the oh era. my God. It was, man. <laughs> I, and, um, I don't know if you remember this, Pedro, but, uh, all through, all of through, uh, basically eighth grade, I wore Dickies and Converse and a polo shirt because I was in a trucker and hat. long hair. And my long yep. hair, dude, it was trucker hats, polo shirt, <laughs> Dickies, Converse, all through eighth grade because I wanted to be Blink-182, you know. The Tom DeLonge, you know. It was terrible. <laughs> to, yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. And the, the polos had to be like a little bit tighter than normal. That was it. Just a little bit tighter than normal. Yeah. <laughs> Super dumb, man. It had to be oh, sexy, God. you know. <laughs> but I just no, grew I up do, my I hair, remember man. the era, dude. Yeah, yeah that's what kind of dude, I totally remember the era because it was all like the biscuit era, you know. Like, dude, if you don't do any like – you know, drop tunings, you know, you're not cool, you're not rock, dude. dude. You're not you know, like and then you start playing a solo, you're like, Oh, that's stupid. That's like my dad's music. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm not cool, you know. <laughs> yeah. That was back then. Nowadays anybody could do whatever and it's it's acceptable, you know. Oh, I know, right? Times have definitely changed. Hey, so speaking about like me wanting to be Blink one eighty two, uh what 
I mean, I talked about Marty McFly and like La Bamba, these two movies that inspired me, really did kind of captivate my imagination as a kid growing up to play guitar, um, especially the scene where Marty is like playing, you know, Johnny Be Good. And it just blew, blew my mind so much. I wanted to do that in front of people. Um, and so for me, like those, I mean, like, that's kind of when I think about what was captivating about guitars was being able to like just see a being a, I, I guess performing maybe was what, what it was that attracted me to it. I'm not sure. Um, but what was, what was it about guitars that ca captivated you guys when you guys first started learning to play guitar? Like what attracted you to it? Jeez. Uh, yeah. You know, I think, uh, at least for me, it was really just creativity. Um, it was the fact that, you know, it's not like a keyboard. It's not like a set of drums. No offense to anybody that plays those instruments. They're great. Um, but, hey, I could throw this thing on my back. I could walk outside. I could take it down the street, and I could just play. And that's what I found so just, like, um, captivating, the fact that I don't need an amp. I just need an acoustic, a sidewalk, and some ears. Um and that's that's at least for me that's like the idea you know it's like that's cool and i like that like you know seeing street musicians and everything uh so like definitely the whole idea of just like taking it you know being that douchebag that brings the guitar to the party was like my thing um and so yeah so that's kind of like for me i was just like that's cool i like that and uh uh, just, 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 yeah, I think creativity and, and, and it being as mobile as it can be. Oh yeah. For me, it's, it's exactly, you know, like, like you said, being a douchebag at a party, you know, I, I, I would be like, can I play your guitar real quick? And I'd be like, you know, like feeling with it, you know, like, all right, John Mayer too. I'm like, dude, I'm playing Zeppelin. What are you talking about? You know, but yeah, yeah also, um, <laughs> freshman year, um, when I was in, when I lived in Watsonville, there's there was this guy who was a junior at that time and he looked he looked like a mexican auto from the simpsons he even talked hey man can i buy your guitar real quick and i and that time i just had a, <laughs> my, my squire strat and a, a crappy squire amp i mean and I, I love squire you know but the amps are not as beautiful as the guitars right so the game was those there was no button per game you just had to crank it up right so my and plus my guitar at the time the action was so high um, I remember he was tweaking it. I'm like, dude, don't mess with my baby. But then I'm like, oh, after he played it, it was actually perfect. You know, it, the the action was low. What was funny is that he started playing Eruption, and I was blown away. You know, and that oh, was like wow. probably a couple months before I discovered Van Halen. And after he did that, there was a couple times before that that um, he would come because I would I, during lunch I would hang out with um, at a math class. You know, the teacher was there, and we had friends that hang out there. You know, just being bored there at the classroom. And so I took my guitar. And that guy would go there once in a while, and he started playing. I'm like, dude, play like a piano. He's like, dude, don't call it a piano, man. Can you play a piano behind your head? I'm like, no. What's a guitar? Don't don't offend the guitar. You know, he was all like snobby. You know, yeah. It, that really that guy also inspired me to like try to tap on the guitar, which I you know at that time I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just trying to play fast, but it did no noises, you know. And that's why accidentally when I was trying to play fast, I discovered pinch harmonics and then I was wanna be, you know, Zach Wild pinching all the strings and making the squeals, you know. And yeah, so um also seeing other guitarists play either uh live, you know, because 
living in the Bay Area, there's a lot of musicians that play, you know, even the streets, if not, you know, events, you know, it was so cool watching people play and they had this joy of playing. And then also uh, Christmas of sophomore year, I, I got um, the Van Halen DVD and that really blew my mind as well because, I mean, seeing Eddie Van Halen tap was so, like, with this smile on his face, with it, and for yeah. one thing, either he was drunk or high, and no disrespect to Eddie Van Halen because he just passed away and he's my hero. But he, he had so, like this joy playing, you know, and I've always wanted that. You know, I've always wanted to feel that when I play. Even if I mess up and ro- uh, broke a string, which happened in that DVD, he played, he, he ripped the string on a Floyd Rose and it still sounded beautiful. It wasn't edited. He was still playing. And I'm like, whoa, how do you do that? You know, and he kept playing until he was done and he did a quick guitar switch. Boom. Still rocked the house, you know? Dude, do you guys remember, do you guys remember the scene and gosh, I don't know if it was Ralph Machia who was, who, who was in this movie. It was called Crossroads. It was like a Crossroads. Oh, I had yeah, the movie. Yeah, it was Ralph oh, Machio. Yeah. 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 It was Eddie Van Halen and Cross and, and Ralph Machia. Steve I. Oh, Steve I. I'm sorry. Yeah, Steve, Steve I. I. Dude, yeah. Steve I. And that was when he was with David Lee Roth at that time. So he was the hottest gun, you know, in the West. You know, so this guy was, oh, man, Steve I was amazing. His music is a little, like, a little bit jazzy nowadays, but that guy has like i don't know um he has uh, like circus aerobics you know people on his fingers that, what, what uh, did you guys insane. think when you guys first seen that movie that movie blew me away when i first watched like it really resonated it connected with me like my spirit i was just like yes i'm one with this movie like this is my life <laughs> you know like did it felt like that because it felt like that for me it's oh like, yeah <laughs> I, I was I jealous i watched like, it like a year ago Really? What? Oh, Are you serious? Oh. Yeah. 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 Did you I love it? I watched it like a year ago. Yeah. It was great. I thought it was fun. It was uh, a good movie. Seeing Ralph Macchio play, I was like, what's going on here, man? It's fake. Dude, for like, a second, I was like, like what the hell is John Mayer in this old ass movie? <laughs> <laughs> he can't play. He can't do karate in real life. He can't play guitar in real life. Everything I know is a lie. I can't believe it, man. <laughs> Hey, Steve, I was oh real. Oh, my God. Yeah, was real. yeah, he was real. He was he too real. Oh, man, that was funny. Oh, man. That song, though, oh, my God, that's an ancient song that they were playing. That, well, I mean, not the whole battle, but the trick that um, Rob Macho does in the end, that's, um, I think it's called Capriche 21, which is by Nicole Paganini. I mean, you're talking about the original Shredder who was on violin. This guy is the one that, if you, the, you can say living relic of him would be Yngwie Malmsteen. I mean, you know, classical shredding, sweeping, all that. You know, imagine that in the 1800s. Freaking you know, people Yngwie. were freaking out. I, oh yeah, that guy is such Yngwie. a beast, but he's so funny. I, I there's this one uh, guitar documentary. And he's like, "How is less more? You can't, you can't play less is not more. More is more. You got to play as much as you can." And I'm like, "Oh my god." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they, I think it's the same documentary where he buys a guitar, the most expensive Fender in UK, and he goes oh, to his room and he just throws it in, <laughs> and he closes the door and they're like, "It was like a five thousand dollar guitar," you know, like. Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, he's a trip. He's amazing. Hey, so speaking of uh, speaking of five thousand dollar guitars. What is your favorite guitar? I think I think Pedro. I think you may have already hinted to this uh, before we get around the table. Let me just drop mine real quick. I'm a hands down sucker for Telecasters. All right, a just plain basic Fender Telecaster is my guitar. 
to the day I die. I don't know why. I've just, it's become my thing. You know what I'm saying? It's the oldest, easiest guitar to build. It even it has the least yeah. amount of pickups in it, really. You know what I'm saying? It's So, anyways, Fender Telecaster is my favorite. Um, why don't we go ahead and pick up with that? What is your guys' favorite guitar? We'll start with you, Charles. Uh, yeah, so that's a hard one. It's hard to just pick one. Um, but I got to say the white whale right now for me, um, uh, is, is, and it's not really that expensive, but it's still expensive, but, uh, it's the PRS S2 series. The, uh, I think it's the PRS S2 24 or whatever. It, it was a satin finish, had really good feel on the neck, um, and I really dug just the tone, and I love the fact that it just looks like a workhorse of a guitar. You know, there's no flash on it. You mm -hmm. know, it has your basic tobacco uh, uh, sunburst and, you know, no bird inlays, just dots, and the thing looks like it's just gig ready. It's just like take it to the bar, just turn on the amp, and just crank it up. You know, it yeah. just... And it was just that tone. I don't know what it is about PRS and their damn guitars, but there's just something about it. And not everybody likes it. I I, I get it, but for yeah. me, I'm just like, that's what I like. And I guess it's because of Santana. And you know, since yeah. he's always played on 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 the PRS. And um, for a minute, I bought the uh, the SE um, Santana Santana guitar and. I liked it. I dialed it in. I got Santana's tone, but same time, like this is Santana's tone. This ain't my tone. So, outdoor it went. Uh, <laughs> got rid of it. Um, uh, but right now, if anything, if anything by RS, I totally want to try their 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 what they call good version of a Fender guitar <laughs> of a Fender Strat. This is so like... insulting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, oh you're talking about John Mayer's so John Mayer guitar. Yeah, ridiculously expensive, but it it looks it sounds really good. There's been good reviews on it. People hate the look, but they say the sound, the feel, it's like it's amazing. the headstock, yeah. man. It's the headstock. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna. You're not. I don't know. For me personally, this is me as a guitar player. You're not gonna find a sexier headstock than a Gibson or a Fender. Like those two have the most iconic and beautiful balanced headstocks. I even a flying V the flying V doesn't get it for me, even though it's Gibson, but that's like probably the most symmetrical headstock there is in the market. But just yeah. that classic SG, you know, uh, less oh, yeah. headstock and the classic fender strat headstock, yes. man, those, those ones are just, ah, oh, my favorite. I don't know. I'm a sucker for the vintage stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> how about you? Uh, how about you? Uh, uh, I'm a new age guy. <laughs> <laughs> um it, it's funny because you know i mentioned that i was one of those uh you know those cheap beginner guitar guys were like yeah i want the crazy 24 fretted in high school my the baby that i wanted the guitar that i wanted was a squire showmaster which was <laughs> i mean it's funny because i'm like i don't know why i stuck to that little circle of fender squire you know but that Squire Showmaster was actually a trip because it was 24 fret. You know, it was made in Korea or China, right? It had 24 frets. It had a wham it had the Floyd Rose whammy bar. I wanted, I wanted to be just like Van Halen, and I, I can't, you know. <laughs> and so I remember at that time I wanted that guitar, but at the same time I wanted Eddie's guitar. You know, I wanted his Frankenstrat. I wanted 
his Wolfgangs, you know, but then I'm like, you know what? If I got a Wolfgang, I would be, a, if I play his, say I played his stuff like during high school, I'm like, I'm a knockoff. I'm the Happy Meal version of that, you know? So I don't want to be that way, you know? But then, <laughs> even though I love those guitars, I, that's when I discovered, um, when I, I would buy, you know, Van Halen records from the 90s, the Music Man guitars that he had, I, I, read, I read that, you know, he designed this one, which is literally a, um, a love child of a, uh, did you say Telecaster like body crossed with a Fender? I mean, sorry, crossed with a Gibson like tone. You know, you get that humbucker growl that you know, with the attitude of a Strat. With, you know, with the whammy bar with yeah. that. You know, the neck sort of being like a Strat style neck. Um, and when I realized, you know, hey, Ernie Ball makes guitars. That's weird. And then one of my other favorite guitars of all time, uh, John Petrucci had his own model, and I tried that at a guitar center one time, and it was beautiful. I mean, the neck was just smooth, you know. The electronics was crazy good. I'm like, oh, my God, I want one of these, you know. And obviously, it was like 3000 bucks. Couldn't afford it. But then I, I've always loved, like, you know, the simple guitars. Like, I love Strats. I mean, a Strat is, like, you know, the guitar, you know, also with Gibson that, you know, revolutionized guitars in general, you know. But then when I uh, when I discovered Music Man during that time in high school, I wanted a Axis. And... I, I, funny because I do have I do own my you say favorite guitar because it says X's on it, even though it is made in you know overseas. I've always wanted this guitar, you know. Long story short, I've always wanted a Music Man X's because of Eddie Van Halen, you know. And also, I mean, hey, he designed this guitar to look as simple yet as good as a rock you know machine. Why not, you know? And and I'm a believer, you know. This is like you know, like I mentioned, you know, light years away from being the version of his guitar, but it feels good. Sounds good too, you know. Right. Hey, have, have you ever listened yeah, no, I feel, to? I feel who? you there on like the Fender and the Strat. I love Strats. I want a Strat so bad, and that's like been like lingering in my head for the past like five years. Is like you need to get a Strat because you're listening to all these Strat players, and you know they got Strats. You don't got a Strat, but it just it kills me. But at the same time, I think like in every um, guitar player's um, arsenal, you should at least have one Les Paul and one Fender Strat. Um, and then whatever else you want, like within, like within yeah. following that, you know, but yeah, no, I think your picks are great, man. I dig it. I definitely, I agree with that, that you got to have a Strat and you got to have like a Les Paul, you got to have a humbucker and you got to have a single coil in your, in your lineup. And what, mm -hmm. who, what for me, I mean, the Telecaster is like my dream. I love that guitar because how simple the guitar is and the concept, just the design of the guitar. But also, too, another guitar that's simple in design and is an amazing guitar is the SG. I forgot to mention my second guitar. My second favorite guitar is Gibson SG. Oh, yeah. Classic SG, man. I That guitar, the neck on a simple standard SG, just it is like it's a glove in my hand it just it's perfect it fits better than the fender yeah. than the fender telecaster neck but i will say this so the uh the one that for me the white whale is the sg it's the gibson les paul it's the gibson sg i think it's junior it has the one p90 in it oh yeah with the pick oh, art yeah. too right yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I want to get that. I want. I want to do that, but I want to do that with like a seafoam green. I think uh, I can't remember if there was Thomas Iraq e. from the Fall of Troy who did that. I can't remember if it was him who did that. Who did that with an SG? But man, that I've seen that before. Yeah, yeah. 
that guy's pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, the SG yeah. and the and the tel, Telecaster, those two. Well, I'm like the vintage stuff, man. The vintage, those two guitars for me, like was. Oh man! Every time I see my salivate, I'm just like, oh, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for the uh, Telecaster, if I could get an exact like replication of um of uh, George Harrison's um Ooh. walnut, um his walnut, um. Colored let brown. it be one right yeah exactly his telecaster yeah um he played that in the rooftop um the rooftop concert he played that one too and it, man that, that guitar is amazing it looks so beautiful all right moving on from the favorite guitar part here um i know you talked about um we talked about santana uh and we talked about uh eddie van halen uh, who are some of your guys' guitar legends who inspired you? Uh, who are the guys that maybe, um, maybe I mean, shout out the guys who nobody knows about, and also talk about the, the you know the big artists that you know that you know the Eddie Van Halens, but also you know for me live musicians like one time there was this guy on a cruise, um, he's just the lead singer of the cruise ship band, and his performance blew my mind. I didn't know somebody could be that professional and work that hard, you know, but he was just a singer on a cruise ship you know, cruise ship band. So, I mean, it could even be something like that. So t tell me about the, uh, the guitar players, the legends who inspired you. Okay. 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 Go for it. I'm okay. Okay. I go. I go. I go. Uh, uh, so Henry Garza from the Los Lonely Boys is probably like one of those guys yes. that just like, blew me away and like Sleeper. set that path for me for those fender strats especially the mexican strats because that's what he oh. plays with he doesn't play with no expense well he probably does now but you know uh, how far is heaven is recorded on a mexican strat wow. you know and it's like yes. yeah yeah right and so it's just like oh man really that's it now this american professional american deluxe no the the humbled little uh Mexican Strat, you know, so it's like, oh, geez. So, so definitely Henry Garza. Uh, I love Orianthe. Uh, she is an amazing oh, yeah. skill. She shreds with the best. Uh, Nina Strauss, she, she, she's popped out of nowhere. She's been making the she's rain, killer. making the runs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's see. Nina Strauss, uh, Angus Young. You can't, you can't, you know, Angus Young is just classic because he's just that old school, just plug it in crank it up and just go no 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 pedals no nothing maybe yeah. maybe a lot i don't know it's just overdrive and i'm just gonna let it rip um oh gosh dude there's so many and so many are like coming to my mind and i keep freaking forgetting but um oh oh brad paisley uh is, oh, is great man. and underrated he and, is yeah and and everyone's like, and Keith Urban's great. I love Keith Urban, but nobody gives Brad Paisley enough credit. Oh, that guy, man. he's great. He has a B-bender in his Telecaster. That's freaking yeah. awesome. I've never seen dude. it. Um, his chicken pick yeah. is hard. Oh, dude, yeah. seriously. It's freaking nuts, but he's, oh, John Five. If you're like, if you're a Telecaster fan, uh, John Five, he plays nothing but tellies. He's a... Uh, Played with Roland Manson. He's played with Rob. I think he's currently the guitar player for Rob Zombie. I've been trying to see him because he always coming through San Jose. But if you get a chance, you think you know Brad Paisley's chicken picking's crazy. You gotta check out John Five because that guy is just bonkers. 
I'll yeah. stop there. I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> the war of the merry, you know? <laughs> um, for me, I have a big list too. Uh, one of them that is just amazing. Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits. His solo on um, Sultans of Swing. Oh my goodness, dude. And he, and he has like this Strat guitar and then he had like a Sir, you know, design guitar which is beautiful, like, you know, honey blonde colored guitar with a fully rose. And he would just, he wouldn't have a pick. He would use his fingers, kind of like, you know, like chicken picking most of the time. And the funny thing is that he was a lefty. And I guess wow. when he was growing up, his parents, I'm not sure, I might be wrong. I think his parents bought him a right-handed guitar and he learned how to play right-handed. You know, he's ambidextrous at the moment because, you know, he's he naturally he's left-handed. But that guy could play, I mean, beautiful melodies, you know. And you see him, you're like, this guy, this little... Brit, you know, <laughs> it looks so simple. It's like with Phil Collins, you don't expect that guy to really oh, I know, you know, right? bang the drums like with massive tone and, you know, dexterity, you know? That's how this guy was, you know, and he, amazing guitarist. Another guitarist, um, which he's not really technical, but I, you know, us, you know, me being a kid that grew up in the 90s, Kim Thayil of Soundgarden. That guy has oh, like, yeah. this crazy, he has like this tone that it's like um, proto-punk meets uh What's his name? Uh, Tony Iommi. I mean, especially Soundgarden, the whole band itself, it's like a cross between Zeppelin and Sabbath, which is beautiful, you know, heavy and melodic, you know. And also, yeah, like, inspired me to grow a beard. So that was another different reason. But he is his way of playing, he he would play psychedelic. He would play, you know, fast. He would play sludgy. And it was so cool, so underrated. Um, Richie Kotzen, that guy, um, if you guys have heard of him, he's also a shredder on the Telecaster. He's now currently in a band called uh, The Winery Dogs with Mike Portnoy and Billy Sheehan. And that guy also doesn't play with a pick. Um, I think he just got tired of using picks because it would fall off his hand and he would just use his fingers. Amazing shredder. This guy could... And he could sing too. He's got a great voice. And he... Wow. His telecast is beautiful. He has a gold hardware, you know, the white pick guard with the tobacco burst. And also the back of his guitar is kind of curved like a strat because, you know, tallies are usually flat, you know, front and back. Um, man, John Petrucci is another guitarist that I love crazy shredders. Oh Joseph Triani, oh my goodness, Steve Vai, yeah, Paul Gilbert, Ingve, Paul Gilbert. Oh Paul Gilbert. Yeah, also, the, there's another guitarist, yeah, oh yeah, and there's another guitarist. Um, his name is Ron Thal Bumblefoot. He played with Guns N' Roses, oh, and he's now okay. in a band Bumblefoot. called uh, Sons of Apollo. Look him up. Oh, it, it's, a, it's a funny, uh, they're, they're an amazing band, but what's hilarious is that. Each musician has a double neck or double bass drum. Even the keyboardist has two keyboards, you know, on his thing. Now you need the <laughs> the singer to have two heads to be singing with him, you know, to match up the, <laughs> you know, the whole band. But oh my, amazing! If you like prog rock, if you like, you know, shreddy guitar, oh, like, I love in it. a way like jazzy style guitar, you will love this. It's amazing. It could be heavy. I mean, like freaking Goliath's ass hitting the ground after being hit by David. You know what I'm saying? But also a smooth, like cleans, like piano like cleans on his guitar i mean he's amazing um even like youtubers like they're you know getting well known like jared dines i mean he's a more of a yep. type of guy but yeah amazing guitarist you know and look at him he has a signature sterling guitar it's beautiful yeah. you know um i had some I'm... other another guys in my head that i was thinking but yeah a lot of great musicians out there you know that just amazing dude for real i mean guitar players oh and tom morello tom morello I forgot oh. Tom Morello. Uh, Don't forget him. I, I, 
I resonate a lot with him because um, he loves cheap guitars, and so do I. And as a cheap guitarist, like he said, it was exactly what I was thinking. You know, affordable guitars with good quality made into it. You know, I mean, he has like the when he was the audio slave, um, his Strat that he had, he bought a guitar center. It was like a good like seven hundred dollar guitar, which you know, a seven hundred dollar Strat with like custom humbuckers on it. You know, they were single coil, but they were humbuckers. He played it and it sounded amazing. You know, he does have that weird DJ like sound. Which I'll demonstrate. I love that little thing he does with the with any like whammy bar. He goes, oh, yeah. you know, I love yeah. it. It's like, so cool. And like, how, how, who thought of that? You know, and, and he does it with such finesse. It's just amazing. You know, so yeah, that guy. I totally forgot about Tom Allen. He's one of my my heroes. Yeah. I this is this question's not on, not on your guys' notes, but uh, we're talking about influential you know guitar players here or at least legends uh to us you know that were influential to us what about tozen abasi uh, abasi is that his last name uh yes. guitar player for animals tozen leaders i think that what he's doing for the for guitar playing in general like pushing the the like dynamic like i don't know how to say it but like pushing the frontier of music made on a guitar if that makes any sense or even guitar design oh yeah yeah I mean, what are you guys' thoughts on that? Because I feel like he's kind of like kind of bringing like this, like Utah. I mean, Chuck, you said that you're into like the more modern, new age sort of genre of, uh, you know, like at, at least like style of guitars. And I know the way his guitars look and the way they're built, they're not contemporary or vintage like the way the stuff that I like. So why don't you guys want to talk Abstract. about maybe some of the stuff that he's doing? Uh, the man's a freaking genius. Um, he's wicked. And he's smart, you know. I mean, we we're definitely in the age of where the guitar hero is kind of dead, and it's sad yeah. to say that because it's like there's so many like guitarists out there. But when you really think about it, yeah, when Eddie Van Halen died and passed, God rest his soul, wherever the heck he is, hopefully up there in the high heavens. Um, yeah. um, it was just, it was just like, dude. We're what it was, this, it's this giant hole now that I feel like yeah. is in music, especially rock music, but but definitely the guitar guitar. pantheon gods, and man. we don't like, yeah, <laughs> we don't have that. We don't have like a Hendrix, we don't have a, a another youthful Santana, uh, we don't have any of that. And I, I think, uh, oh, yeah, his name's hard to say. Um, uh, I think his his idea of revolutionizing the guitar in such a weird shape i thought was really attractive and i was like that's cool and his sound is bonkers um yeah i just i i'm just i'm I'm floored i'm floored and it makes me excited where i'm just like okay cool you know this guy could be you know could he he's gonna be or or is on that path to maybe you know being that next dude hopefully fingers crossed and you know it makes it even better it's like cool another person of color and you can't get better than that because it's just like you know i don't know to me that's cool because i'm like oh cool it's another brown guy you know and i'm yeah. brown and i may not look like it but i am on the inside uh i mean i am a, a mexican <laughs> that's cool um and uh, um uh but 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 yeah i think it's just it's just really cool that finally like yeah i think like the last i mean you look at all these guitars that every like like that are being brought up through the industry right now um there's definitely some odd ones out there but when it comes to to what's his name tobias uh tozen tozen i'm bossy tozen tozen, tozen. <laughs> there we go I keep, 
I, I follow him on, on, on the gram and I listen to his stuff. It's just his name doesn't stick with me for some reason. Um, uh, how to pronounce it. Um, but yeah, no, I think his, what he does is just, it's very interesting and fascinating. So I'm, I'm really stoked to see that that could be the future possibly. And uh, it's not a bad thing. Uh, I think all the older cats are just like meh, 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 meh. You yeah. know, give me a, a Marshall and give me a this and give me a that. But I'm just like, well, dude, yeah, I love that too. Don't get me wrong, I love all two vamp. <laughs> um, but you know, hey, let's mix it up. Let's let's just do something different because that's why we're dying out. We're not evolving. Not saying that guitar <laughs> needs to evolve, but it needs to do something. Uh, I mean, look at Gibson, you know, and them having to, you know. Uh, went into bankruptcy one year or whatever because you know they don't know what they're doing anymore because they can't get yeah. with the times. And Fender yeah. for some reason is just rolling with it, and they've just been pumping out the same thing over and over for generations. Dude, I <laughs> don't understand uh, it. I will say though, shame try the new Stratocaster Acoustasonic, right? The Acoustasonic. <laughs> come on, please. Yeah. Let's, what is that? What is that? Really? <laughs> oh my god, it's a joke. But it is question. a joke. <laughs> Yeah. Who thought this? Who thought this? We all see. We everybody, every guitar player is like, we don't need you to give us another junior jumbo pack. You know what I'm saying? Like, because oh, that's yeah. what the acoustic song is going to turn into for Christmas. You know, just buy a strat and yeah, that's it. Yeah, I agree with you, Charles. Like a lot of like old timers, you know, don't like the new music. You know, back in my day, I only used one hand to play guitar, not two. You know, and <laughs> you know, it's like. I'm like, wait a minute, but you you were alive in '78 when Eddie used two hands, you know. I mean, come on, accept that. But like, yeah, with Tozen, I mean, he, I, I love prog rock or prog metal. I mean, I listened to Dream Theater before a lot of people did, you know. Yeah. And you see that his that type of music evolved, you know. And with Tozen, I mean, he brought something that was amazing, which was like, you know, which is. You know, it's an old jazz trick, you know, the slap thing, you know, even with guitarists, they would do that, but he would do like in a bass, you know, which is kind of unorthodox. So his guitar is like, oh, I don't play bass, I play guitar, you know, but this guy's like, you know what, screw it, man, I'm doing both. He's slapping, he's shredding, you know, and it's like a clean sound, which I guess that's where the the term gent came because it was from the guy from Meshuga. He was going, jit, 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 jit. you know, he's describing the tone. It wasn't just like, oh, yeah, I, I play uh, diddly D, you know, what, what's that country? Diddly-dee? You know, it's the way it was like I pronounced it. That's how they made that genre. But secondly, prog metal, you know, and um, another band that I've been obsessed right now, they're called Haken. It's a prog, rock, uh, prog metal band from the UK. It's like uh, Dream Theater 2.0. Amazing. Very, you know, uh, has a lot of synths on it. Eight string, seven string guitars, prog, you know, weird time signatures, you know. And the cool thing is that the keyboard is, is Mexican. He's actually from Mexico. I'm like, cool. You know, you have this guy's nice. amazing. He's got that Jordan Rudis, you know, Dream Theater style craziness on the keyboard. That band, you know, is, I really recommend it. Haken, it's H A K E N. Um, they have a song called 1985. Listen to it. And you guys will not be disappointed. It's like prog rock, Dream Theater with a little bit of like, the soundtrack to Rocky, you know, the synthesizer. Oh my God, you know, that sounds great it's already. Epic. Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. And there's a band that's actually not, um, uh, you say, like super technical, but it kind of gave me that, you know, I've heard this term before, you know, the Eddie Van Halen, you know, wow factor. Greta Van Fleet. I don't know if you guys heard of them. Greta the Van Fleet, yes. Led Zeppelin Jr. Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. they're playing Tommy Cheek with the whole Zeppelin sound, you know, yeah. 
they sound like Zeppelin. I, I, it doesn't bother me because it's one of my favorite bands. You know, and why not bring something old back? You know, I mean, it's it's amazing to see all these guitars. You know, when they, for example, when they play Hendrix songs or or these or even like um, tribute bands when they play something old. It's just amazing seeing them try to bring that magic, that essence of that originality of that original guitarist or band that did it. With Greta, I feel like hey, these are songs that Zeppelin probably just shelved and didn't want to play them and these kids from michigan you know hey let's do it you know and uh three of them are brothers you know amazing i i when i first heard that song um it's called the highway tune i think is what it's called i thought it was a zeppelin song i thought jimmy page finally found a song that they shelved and hey, let's play this you well know, i mean yeah. the lead singer does sound like he's he's got a really good voice and he sounds just like yeah. uh what's his plant name? Yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah plant Hey, what do you guys think about? Uh, do you guys listen to um, uh, Alabama Shakes at all? Oh, Brittany Howard. Yeah, she is awesome. She's a monster she on the guitar. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She's freaking awesome. I love her. Um, yeah, she is a monster. She got that like, uh, dude. I don't know how, like, super <laughs> super fuzzy tone. Um, Hendrixy, just it's super. super I don't raw. know, old school vibe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't know, it reminds me of like a backwoods like sound you would hear. Like you know, you're just waiting for the guys with the banjos and the overalls to just pop out of nowhere uh, <laughs> and start, you know, just start playing. Um, but yeah, no, Brittany Howard's awesome. I love Alabama Shapes. They're great. Yeah, dude, Ring Two and I, I definitely been digging them quite a bit. Uh, they. Alabama Shakes has been definitely one of the, the guitar tones that I absolutely love. Um, and then an, another one another one for me, too, is a band called, um, ah, goodness, jeez. Uh, um, um, is it Michael King? I think it's the Michael King, Michael King band, I think what it's called. I think it's called Michael King or Sam King band, something like that. Um, but they have a song called Rita is Gone, and it has like an old school sort of like, jazzy um sort of bluesy rock tone to it and um but it, i don't know there is a bit of a there's a renaissance like a resurgence of that classic sort of rock kind of tone coming back i think for some of the older guys like especially me like the millennials like 30 something year old dudes like for me I, i'm into that and especially like with playing christian music like i can play for my church still like so a lot of my gear is like geared towards like that genre of like stacking overdrives and like getting that cool like classic rock sound but also keeping being able to to make it super like soft and like uh yeah. like watery if i need to so i don't know I've, I've seen a lot of that that's kind of what i've been listening to and i really like it um speaking about gear okay uh i've been using a lot of uh i've been using a lot of the the boss pedals i i typically do use a lot of them uh for me the one thing that i cannot live without is my rv6 now i need this pedal till the day i die i love the just the the uh the the shim the shimmer that it has on it it has that that i don't know if you know if you've it's like the it's i don't know it just sounds like heaven basically it's a heaven button basically that's the one piece of gear that I need besides my guitar or my amp. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the one thing that I need. This is the one pedal that I can't live without. Do you guys have one of those, one of those things that you can't live without? I have two pedals that I, I, I would not part away. One, it's my Behringer Ultra um, Harmonic. 
harmonic or harmonist pedal. It's a green plastic pedal that I got for 30 bucks. It is amazing. You could detune your guitar. You could harmonize the guitar, and you could also make the whammy, you know, Rage Against the Machine octaves. Wow. I love that thing. It's so amazing. And the other pedal that for sure, for sure I can't depart from is a, a Boss ST2, which is the Ultra Stack. And it's a little black metal and the with the buttons and you know, the knobs are at it's like a gold face so it's like a little amplifier literally like a little amp in a box there's a gain and it's funny there's no mids on it it's just um volume treble and bass and then there's the fourth knob which is uh the sound where you, if you go all the way like to zero it's kind of like a like a keith uh richards like you know dirt type of you know twang guitar and then you crank it up and you get this beautiful rectifier like gain nice and when you crank it up the mid scoop really well i don't know how they do it i don't know what magic they're using to make that but it's beautiful heavy and also what's amazing that you know i'm also the type of guy where i roll down my volume to get that clean or crunchy soft crunch tone and it plays beautiful with that it amazing pedal it was pricey when i bought it It was like over 100 bucks for sure but it was amazing pedal i mean heavy is as freaking banshee and soft as a little kitten, but amazing tones with that thing. You know, I, I love it. I recommend it. Nice. I might check out that Behringer. That sounds interesting. I want to, I want to, that sounds cool. I want to check that I'll out. I'll share a video of my pedals and where I play it. It's, it's really cool. Um, it, I, I love oh, yeah. it. It's, yeah. It's a really cool pedal. Nice. I want to check that out. Uh, I'm surprised nobody's not a fan of the uh, Metal Zone 2. I thought nobody, nobody likes <laughs> <No>. <laughs> metal. It's like it's like that first that first pedal like anybody ever buys because they just oh want to distortion. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just like the cheapest, annoying. Just you can't use it. I I've had one. Hey, I at least it's not Digitech. I, I mean, Digitech distortion <laughs> would be kind of you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah i think for me like um gear wise yeah uh so uh it would have to be the full tone ocd um oh yeah over compulsive over compulsive drive uh that's always my staple that's my go-to that thing can clean up well and you could use it as a just a boost you can use it as a lead whatever you needed to do that's its function uh that is my favorite pedal um so much so that when i had first bought it back in 2006 um it finally crapped out on me and i was so sad uh that my wife decided to buy me one for christmas so i was like oh, ah! oh cool um, there you go. yeah so i was like yeah live again and so <laughs> then I had to redo my board because I was just like, I have to redo it because, you know, I need to, you know, make this guy feel like he's at home. Um, so, yeah, definitely like the OCD, uh, OCD from Full Tone. That's my, that's my be all end all. That's the key maker of my tone. That's the guy that brings me home. I didn't mean for that to write. Nice. <laughs> Check it. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> That's what's up, man. I hey, I I'm 
I know I I I love like a good drive, man. You gotta have a good drive, and I oh, have yeah. yet to. I need to find one. I think I might go with an OCD. I'm not sure. I, I don't want to because I know so many people like to put them on their boards. So I'm like, ah, oh, I could find something else. I don't know. I don't want. Yeah. But I'm leaning towards that. I'm leaning towards the OCD for that. I don't have a drive on the board right now, but I need to get one. Um, uh, let me see here. Let me go through these questions here. All right. So this is a good question here. This is. I thought this would be a really interesting question. What is your favorite? moment in guitar history or one of your favorite moments in guitar history because i'm sure there's probably a ton i'm going to go ahead and give you guys one of my favorite moments in guitar history and that's uh when santana is playing woodstock and he's wrestling his guitar and they're playing soul sacrifice i don't know if you guys ever see that live performance soul sacrifice huge and they're just like and it's just like oh my god it's building up and santana's just there like you could see it on his face like he's so like i don't want to say coked out but he looks like he's coked out he's on something oh no he was he was he was totally quiet there's jokes on that there was jokes on on woodstock that uh i don't know if you guys know billy west the voice of Ren and Stimpy. Back in oh, Howard yeah, Stern, yeah. he did a skit where he he voiced um, Larry Fine of Three Stooges. And supposedly, oh, the lost documentary, Larry Fine in Woodstock. He's like, hey, who's giving uh, the drummer Santana the acid? He's keep going. He's playing for like four hours straight. I can't stand this no more. You know, there's been tons of jokes. And like, the guy just keep, he keeps going and going because he was all coked out or something. You know? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. No. Santana was on another level, dude. Like that drummer. Oh, my God. The band was on fire. So. Uh, if you guys haven't already, go check it out on YouTube. It's Santana's Soul Sacrifice at Woodstock. It is one of the most craziest. I love the performance so much. I love it so much. It's like, to me, that if I was there that day, like, it, like oh, my God, I would probably be doing coke and acid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? Whoa. Chewbacca? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> favorite guitar moment yeah. in history or, or one of your favorite guitar moments in history. I don't know if this even counts, but but what it sticks out to me, like, and it's just one of those things where I was at home. I think it was like a, a Sunday afternoon. I'm flipping through the channels, and PB, I land on PBS, and they got Eric Clapton's Crossroads Guitars Festival, Ooh. right? And I'm watching yeah. this a little bit, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is cool. I think that all oh, cool, BB King, that's cool. And then like, John Mayer comes out for his set, bare feet on the carpet, and I was like, who the hell invited this guy? Who the hell invited John Mayer? Who's this kid here? You know, he can't even play. He just he just plays with the chicks. What does he do? And then he he just starts playing. And I was just like, oh damn! But he, this guy can play. He can, I I'm buying his albums. He's he's freaking solid. How come he's not playing like this all the time? Um, yeah. So for for me, it's that like that. That first Eric Clapton guitar crossroads festival he had, and when John Mayer came out, um, he blew my socks off, man, and I became a fan. And I was just like, this guy is just wicked. He's just dope. So for oh me, yeah, God, that that man. crossroads festival. <sighs> it sounds like a broken record, but um, for me, it was uh, Eddie Van Halen's guitar solo from his DVD performance. It was no, the first tour with. 
<laughs> it was with his uh, the first tour was Hagar. It's called Live Without an End. You guys could search that on YouTube. Beautiful. I I was you know sophomore year again. You know that was a Christmas gift I got, and that <laughs> that performance inspired me uh, to learn eruption quotations because I it's not an eruption. It's more of like you know those little those little puddles of mud where they fill up with the hot gas and like that. that that's my version. It's not even that close. Um, I that year I so played for the talent corruption. show. Yeah, <laughs> destruction. You know, <laughs> abysmal. You know, something terrible. You know, more like a water fountain. There you go. That's what it was. <laughs> um, so, so that performance was amazing, and and it's honestly hands down one of the best performances Eddie has played as a guitar solo. I mean, you hear older stuff when he was with Roth, and I, for me, my favorite Van Halen era was always been with Roth, but. Eddie's tone at that time was kind of muddy. He, he was trying to figure out that brown sound that he, you know, he called it, trying to get that nice crunch. But oh my goodness, just him tapping, you know, and I'll, I'll play something up. He was doing tap harmonics, which I'd never seen, and he did it. It was like, oh, I was like, whoa. And then all of a sudden, all, the tapping, you know, all that was like, oh my goodness, what, what is that? You know, obviously, I, I've, yeah. I haven't heard eruption. I knew he was tapping, but seeing it like live well not live but on screen for the first time you know because youtube was still primitive back then back in 2004 2003 it was beautiful i i was like oh my god i want to play crazy like this guy and had that big old smile that grin that beautiful grin that he had you know how can you do that you know multitask and he'd be jumping off you know speakers and rolling around and he's still playing i'm like wow but that whole solo was just amazing because he even did like the little volume swells when he's playing uh, Cathedral, which is another solo he did in a prior you know, Van Halen records. Beautiful. I'm like, I, I was blown away. Like, you know, I've always been fascinated with shredding guitars, you know. And by shredding, I'm not talking about just metal or hard rock guitars, but, you know, people that really are technical, but with character. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not your typical just fingering, you know, the whole you know, fretboard uh, from first fret to the 24th, you know, it's just amazing de dexterity on guitars. You know, I, I love that. Yeah. You know? So for me, it was that DVD, that, that performance was, whoa, mind blown. Yeah. I always liked for me, like when it comes down to guitar playing, um, for me, it was always a space between the breathe time that players could like really kind of play dynamically and like, it, uh, cap, I don't want to say cap, but like I guess like use that spit like John Mayer does it John Mayer uses a rest John Mayer uses like a just a little like bend and then he skips oh, over yeah. to something else you know what I'm saying like he's just like really he's just really good at those little tiny ditties and then leaves space and then moves on and you're like how come I couldn't write that because every time I do, I'm like, oh, nobody, that sucks. And then John Mayer does it. I'm like, he didn't even, he played like half the scale, though, you know? Like, <laughs> well, it's not like, making the face. You have to make the face. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, like, on, on, what do you call it? <laughs> on, um, was it uh, Michael Jackson's funeral? Um, he played Human Nature on, you know, on yes. guitar. And it was just so simple and beautiful. And I, I, I tried learning it, but, you know, the way he, like you said, like his little accents and stuff, he does like, you know, like all that. Just, it sounds so cool, you know, very like smooth and sexy, you know, without yes. showing off, you know. Yeah. Like it's. And only John really Mayer could, could sing Michael Jackson <laughs> yeah. on the guitar. Only John Mayer could sing right. Michael Jackson yeah, on yeah. the guitar. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. A very oh, wicked man. Dude, Prince, though. Prince on a guitar. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Dude, when he crushes when he crushes <sighs> as my guitar gently weeps solo. Yes. That? That's a, oh, oh, my. Beautiful. You know what's a trip? Is that watching that footage, it's like watching a ghost appear because Donnie Harrison, the son of George Harrison, looks identical like him. Yeah. And fun, another fun fact is that um, Donnie Harrison is half Mexican. His mother is actually Mexican from Mexico City, who was um, he, she? Yeah, she's she's uh, she's a paisa just like us, dude. Yeah, she's Mexican. <laughs> That's oh, crazy. And he's half Mexican. No yeah. And if you look, and it's funny. Okay, going back to his son. If you look at him, he looks just like a young George Harrison. You know, he does look like a splitting young image. Yeah. You know, and same thing with like you know with like John Lennon. His son uh, Julian has the same tone, that nasal you know John Lennon voice. It's funny how like. Mm-hmm. People, you know, end up having like you know inheriting their father's like not just traits but their mu- musicality because even Donnie yeah. Harrison is a crazy good guitar player. He's really jazzy and you know same thing with like Dweezil Zappa and you know his things oh, yeah. incredible. You know, but yeah, Prince made that solo that, that song he did that cover. Oh, amazing. So we're getting we're getting here we're getting just to just over an hour here, guys. Um, gonna start closing up the close. Um, start um getting ready to sign off here in a bit i got a few more questions before we sign off though um for people that want to learn how to play guitar people out there that listen to the conversation and they're like man i need to find a new hobby or i want to learn how to play guitar um what is one of the best resources that new guitar players can get their hands on? Uh, what, what was it that, that really helped you discover how to play guitar? And I, I want to personally thank my cousin Chuck for giving me the key to learning to play guitar. Um, when I started playing guitar, tabs was not a thing. So it was literally the the internet was like becoming more relevant. And I think, Chuck, you were like in high school during the time the internet was becoming relevant to people, mm-hmm. you know, or at least for us, at least it was becoming relevant. And you had passed down some tabs to me and I followed the addresses because you just gave me printouts, you know. And I was like, okay, I yeah. gotta go figure out. I think it was mxtabs.net or something like this. Oh, yeah, back yes. in the day. Rest in peace. <laughs> so so shout out, shout out to you, Chuck, for for passing down your printouts to me. That sent me down the spiral, uh, and that actually got me. It learning how to read tablature got me was inspired me to play guitar even more um so that's one of the little connections there so what about you guys what are some of the best resources uh for new guitar players that you guys know of that really helped you or that you wish were around when you were first starting youtube yeah youtube youtube man (laughs) i'm so jealous i'm so jealous that these kids have like all this information at their fingertips on youtube because if i had that when i started playing I would be a monster right now, but yeah, yeah. Same here, man. Gets me mad. It's the school of hard knocks, you know. It, that is what YouTube is, you know. You can. My dad learned how to cook um, chow mein and make pizza from watching YouTube videos, you know. Like, <laughs> like for me, it's like you know, I would love to be that kid again and just relearn all these songs via YouTube just by watching them, because you know some um, channels have the tabs there. And yeah. It, and yeah, for me, it took me a long time to discover what tabs were because I'm like, man, you know, I knew music uh, theory from band. I'm like, I don't want to learn for uh, on the guitar because it's way off, you know, the treble clef. It's way high, you know, and I wouldn't even understand which, you know, note it was, you know. 
And yeah, also, uh, you know, a good advice for, for, you know, kids to learn. Obviously, you know, YouTube is a good tool. It's an amazing tool, you know, even though it's technically kind of cheating, but hey, you know, if you want to learn a song, you know, you could learn it right away. Also, you know, a lot of practice and patience because I was like, I want to play fast. I want to be good. And my teacher said, dude, chill. You just break out the guitar last week. You know, you're not going to learn, you know, within the day, you know. It's almost impossible for I mean, Eddie Van Halen didn't, you know, play guitar right away. He was actually more of a, a pianist. And then he started playing drums, and then he realized his brother was better at drums. He said, all right, can I have your guitar? Sure, we'll trade. That's uh, when he practiced, 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 and, you know, and he became a legend, you know. Yeah, that's, so, that's normally why I tell, tell people when – they want to learn how to play and you know they're new, new beginners they're just like oh yeah i want to play like you know like this guy or that guy i want to play fast and i'm like okay you have to understand that when you get in this business you're gonna sound like garbage and that's okay yeah. that's how you learn your 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 fingers are gonna hurt that's okay you'll build up calluses it's gonna be fine uh yes yeah yeah, live with the calluses because I know some friends of mine are like I'm quitting. Look, my fingers are they're dying. I'm like, dude, no, it's okay. Calluses are your friends. You'll you'll love them. You know, yeah. they're yeah. not gonna hurt. Used, you know, when you're playing. Yeah. I used to be able to hold hot plates. You know, without my hand burning. Um, but, <laughs> tortillas, let me tortillas. Me too. I'm like, God, true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but yeah, it's just you know, it's just you got to be patient. You know, if you love music and that's your thing, even if it's just a hobby and you just want to chill and play a couple songs. Just be patient. Find somebody on YouTube. Ask a friend. Ask you know, who knows how to play. Surround yourself with other guitar players and musicians that are that are better than you because that's how you learn. Other than YouTube, exactly. uh, um, granted, with these COVID times, as soon as that's over, you know, yeah. play with, with with other musicians. You'll learn a lot. Um, that's what we had to do. That was our woodshed. You know, we had to go <laughs> hang out with our buddies. Or you know. Go to those parties, and then that guy plays guitar. Oh, let me see it. Oh, how'd you do that? And then you know, yeah. you learn how be to a sponge. That yeah, guy did. do you, I to be a sponge first, and absorb. You know, like the first yeah. two years trying to play, trying to learn and play guitar like hardcore. It was like pieces of guitars that I learned from different guys showing me little pieces here and there, like little riffs from pieces like Blink One Eight Two, The Temptations, La Bamba, The Star Spangled Banner, just little pieces <laughs> of it. You know, yeah, off, you know, and um. And I remember mom and dad would tell me like, they're like, we're not buying you any guitar until you learn to play an entire song because you don't know how to play any song. And I'd Same be like, here, okay. dude. This is the thing oh, though. Man. To this day, they never bought me a brand new guitar. <laughs> you know what? I play. They, they I, play that, I, I play songs every Sunday. Entire songs. <laughs> yeah. No, dude. It was funny because when with me too, because I'm like, I, I remember like, I want a guitar. Well, you gotta you know, have good grades and all that. And I, I kind of did, you know, and then they bought me my first guitar in sixth grade. I wanted a better one. They're like, why? You already have a guitar at home. I'm like, oh, it's not cool. And that's one thing too. Like if, you know, if whoever has a guitar that's not the greatest, don't worry, worry about it. It's an instrument. Play it, you know, give it charm, you know? And luckily uh, on my, uh, on graduation, uh, I was surprised with the Ibanez RG120, which is a standard RG from Guitar Center. And I loved it. And I, pl I literally played it till it broke. And, it's somewhere in my closet collecting dust, which one day I'll, <laughs> I'll fix it, you know? But, yeah, you know, um, yeah, kids shouldn't feel ashamed of what they have for gear. I mean, hey, you know, a lot of the best musicians literally are the street musicians you see in cities, you know. Yeah. They could be missing three strings, and boom, they could totally shred, you know? Yeah, you Dude, know, and it's, um, 
and for me, like you know, they my parents also wanted me to learn a whole song. Luckily, there was a after school program, and they taught us. And they taught me the song that I'm forever indebted to. It's Pipeline, you know, the um, the Ventures. Yeah, some of the crap. But um, you know, so that served Antonio. I love that. You know, for me, it was like, oh my god, that's beautiful. I, I I fell in love with like instrumental music after that. You know. But yeah, I, I feel your pain. <laughs> Dude, but I, yeah. I did buy this one, and then oh, my wife did buy me uh, for my birthday like three years ago one exactly like this one with the Floyd Rose. But sadly, that guitar is like somehow the neck wasn't made that well, so it's even if I try to put it low, actually fuzzy everywhere. But I still have it. I still play once in a while. It's pretty. And this one, you know, and I, I told my wife, I'm like, I'm not replacing the red one. I'm gonna get it fixed. I just saved up for one. You know, for once, I saved up for a guitar. Everything was handed down or bought to me. You know. Right. No, I feel you, man. It's a when great I... feeling. It honestly is. Oh, yeah. It's rewarding. Yeah, yeah. It is, man. Hey, well, we hit that hour and 15-minute mark here. I think we definitely talked about guitars quite a bit. Um, this is a good episode. This is a good conversation, man. I love getting a chance to hang out with musicians and just chat guitars, especially during this COVID thing, man. Like, you know how crazy it is to have a conversation like this? I'm like, wow, it's been years. I know. You know, it feels like years, but... Um, anyways, yeah. Hey, man. So, yeah, I think that's it. That's gonna, that's gonna, that's gonna, that's gonna end this episode for us. Let's go ahead and go around the room here. We'll go ahead and do a sign off and last words. Um, let's go ahead and uh, we'll go ahead and start with you, uh, uh, Pedro. All right, Pedro not Pascal, aka Speedy Pete, signing off. Rock on, everybody. You know, live life and God bless you all. Sweet. Uh, uh, I go next. I go next. Yes, sir. Okay. Do you think? Uh, Charles Machaca. I don't have a cool name, but you know, hey, Ronchi Roy Prime, check me out. Yeah. yeah. Sweet, sweet. All right, guys. Well, hey, man. Thank you guys so much for joining the call. Thanks for chatting about guitars with me, man. I really appreciate it. Um, hey, thanks for listening to the Average Fells podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And thanks for rating, reviewing, liking, subscribing. All those things helps us rank up in the directories. Once again, a big shout out to our guests today, uh, Charles and Pedro, for being here on the Average Files podcast. And thank you guys for listening. Peace and love.